if you're intimidated or scared to go to a networking event because you don't want to be the one left in the corner without anyone to talk to. Like that is a normal feeling that a lot of women go through. So I want you to know that you're not alone, that a lot of people feel that way. But when you step into your out of your comfort zone and go meet these women, you would be surprised at how much women just want to support one another. Mama! Welcome to Mama Has Goals, your weekly reminder that you shouldn't have to sacrifice your dreams to take on the role of mom. I'm Kelsey Smith, mom of two boys, wife, and entrepreneur who's passionate about helping other moms, current and aspiring, to reimagine mom life. I'm bringing you the resources, support, and relatability to debunk that limiting belief that you may have about your ability to achieve your goals while raising a human. We're covering everything from mom guilt, marriage, relationships, careers, finances, mental health, physical health, you name it. Your life doesn't have to fully shift once you become a mom. You can have it all, and we'll show you how. Hey, mamas, thanks for tuning in this week to Mama Has Goals, your weekly reminder to reimagine mom life and rediscover your multifaceted self. I'm Kelsey Smith, and I'm so excited that you are here. I absolutely love tuning in with you guys every week. And we have some pretty epic plans for the community this year. And I want to know, who do you want to hear on the podcast? Who are the people that you want to pour into you? Who are the people you would love to hear their journey, their story, hear how they've done what they've done or what they've navigated? Or maybe it's just a theme or topic that you want us to talk about. If you can share that with us, it allows us to know what to bring on here. So text podcast to 707 347-0319 and tell us who and what you would love to hear. In case you're new here, I want to give you a brief overview of who I am and what Mama Has Goals is because it is so much more than a podcast. After my own self-discovery journey, I knew there needed to be a community where all women could connect on their own identity alongside motherhood, regardless of season, interest, what they're navigating in their home. So each Monday, I go live on Instagram at Mama Has Goals, where we talk about various things going on and connect on hot topics. Sometimes they are love and sometimes they are spicy. So tap in there. And then on Tuesdays, I do a co-working and goal checking call on Zoom with our community. So make sure you tap into that as well. You can find the links to all of these things on Instagram or in our free phone app, which brings me to our next resource. You can tap into the Mama has goals, a free phone app from downloading from your app store. You can connect in our groups and pods and also get free resources on all different topics to support your life and journey alongside motherhood. Mama has goals truly is all about connecting women of all seasons of life, interests and home dynamic to pursue your own goals and highest self alongside motherhood. So tap into those resources and connect with some new mamas and new friends. And talking about connecting with new friends, I have Christine Monroe, coach and community creator who supports entrepreneurs in creating deep connections to themselves and their clients and audiences through social media and community events. Christine has been such a joy to my life over the last year. She's a seasoned entrepreneur 
who has built multiple zero-figure failures to seven-figure businesses from real estate to beauty to wine. It wasn't until she put herself in circles of like-minded women along the same path who got it and truly understand and supported what she was going through that her business and life started to transform. Through support, accountability, collaboration, and mentorship, she knew she wanted to create a community with deeper connections that we all truly crave. She supports entrepreneurs in creating deep connections to themselves and their clients and audiences. With her 15 years of real estate experience, 13 years of entrepreneurship, and her passion for being social, Christine helps real estate professionals through Close on Social, her Instagram agency for Instagram management and professional branding. Through her connection and community events, she has helped women connect and create community and network opportunities for support, accountability, and collaborations and mentorship. Christine is just such an amazing human to my life. And while she has an amazing resume behind her of all these really cool things that she's done over my personal journey of my mama has goals, I cannot imagine my life without her from business, but also marriage, social media, community, friendship, and truly motherhood having the best manicure recommendation as well. Christine is an amazing friend, mentor, and someone to just give you the real, real, but also just show you how, tell you how, and connect you. In this episode, we talk about how Christine has pivoted from a successful past career and previous marriage to growing her family with her true love and husband, to feeling like she's lost her identity when moving to the US, and being able to have her own bank account, having different tools and tactics to help her grow her mindset and achieve her goals, all while supporting her two children and helping them do the same. You can connect with Christine on Instagram at Christine K. Monroe and listen to her podcast, Pivot to Passion, wherever you listen to your podcast. And of course, follow me as Mama Has Goals. Now let's welcome Christine to the show. Christine, I am so excited to finally have you on the Mama Has Goals podcast. Becoming friends with you over the last year has been such a highlight of my growth. And I always love how you can meet someone and then not imagine your life without them. And truly just how I know I can always come to you for so many of the things we'll be talking about today. But I do want to just jump in and get a little bit of a backstory because you've been successful in so many different areas of your life. And you've graduated through different seasons, through different marriages, transitioning as a mom, so much more. So I'd love for you to just take us back and bring us up to where we are today. Okay, well, first, I just want to start off by saying I feel the exact same way about you, Kelsey, being in a mastermind in a really close container with you to really get to know you has been life changing for me and just moving forward and doing life together is just amazing. So thank you for having me on. Now, with that being said, going back, if you really want me to go back, I mean, I've been around the block for a long time, so I don't want to go too, too far back. But I think that I just want to touch on a couple of things because I feel like all my life, I've done things where I've had a strong intuition being in it and then feeling like I'm meant for something more or something is not right, even though it may take me a long time to get out of it. But then slowly, I'm like building on that muscle of like trusting my gut. So the first thing being 
is that yes, I was previously married in the past. I was in a 14 year relationship. He was basically my high school sweetheart. It was like right after we graduated high school and he was a great relationship. And I felt like something was missing, not like he was a great guy. And I had to really trust that as uncomfortable as that was. And I think that gave me the confidence in knowing that when I started my career and I was in my career in finance and real estate for 15 years, there was something in me that didn't feel like that was right either, where even though you say like, I've built all these successes, it looked like success on the outside and what I was conditioned to believe what success was in terms of you're supposed to build this like big business and generate a lot of revenue and all the things which I did and we won awards and all those things. So I was like, well, if I have all these things, then why am I still unhappy? Why do I still feel unfulfilled? And so I thought that there was something wrong with me, like that I couldn't be happy with what I had. But I just knew that I was meant for something more, even though I did not know what that was. But I remember that trusting my gut and knowing that even though my relationship with my previous marriage looked great from the outside, because he was such an amazing guy, everybody was questioning, like, why would you even leave? I just knew that it wasn't right for me. And so I had to go with my gut again for my career and my life and just say, I know it looks great from the outside, but I just know that I meant for something else. So I had to go follow that, which leads us to, I was kind of forced into it when we moved here to the United States. We moved here about four and a half years ago where we moved here for my husband's work. So I actually came on a spousal visa. Your new husband. (laughs) It's so so weird to call him my new husband because I've been with him for like 11 years now. But yes, my current husband that I have two children with that I do know is the one that I decided to start a family with. We moved here five years ago for his work. And I thought that that was exciting at first that we were going to like leave and I was going to start fresh because I knew that my old career wasn't right for me. But then I quickly realized when we got here that I was a beginner again. So I lost my confidence and I didn't know what to do. And I was completely went from an independent businesswoman to I was dependent on my husband, which is a big change. Yeah. Okay. So let's take it back a little bit. So you were in this marriage, you were like, Hey, marriage is great in many ways, but this just isn't for me. And what I love about that is it's really getting, you know, honest with yourself and what you're looking for and super uncomfortable for so many people, you know, to be able to end a relationship for not really knowing, am I going to find better? It's not like you knew in that moment, like, Oh my gosh, I know that I'm going to find this most beautiful situation where I'm going to have my husband that you have now, Jason, and your two kids, and it's going to be, you know, everything you dreamed of. But you had to make that decision when things weren't already bad. And I think that's similar to where you were in your business. You were doing really well on paper. You were like, yeah, this is good. But what if I'm missing great? Because there's more fulfillment, there's more passion. And for those that don't know, Christina is a podcast called Pivot to Passion. And it is a great way to talk about all the different ways that we transition in life to be able to find really what brings you passion and fulfillment. And I think you saw that in your relationship, you saw that in your work. Let's talk a little bit about the success that you had in the real estate industry and how you started to feel like this isn't something that I want to build forever. But then how your first step to being a beginner, you kept part of it. Because I think that's really important for people to understand is you didn't necessarily go 100, 360, you found some ways to incorporate your past into your transitional phase. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even though I was not fulfilled in my career, I mean, building a business and being an entrepreneur totally served me in so many ways that serve me now. So I can't discredit like 
my whole past of like, that was a waste because I wasn't fulfilled there. I mean, I learned a lot of skills. I learned a lot of things that I needed to learn in order to learn how to grow a business. And so that part has helped me in growing a business now into what I am fulfilled is building the community for other women entrepreneurs. Having that skill set totally helped me in this department. But I think that what it was, was you tend to lose like your sense of identity. And it's funny because even though I had built up all these skills and building a business and entrepreneurship for like 15 years, the funny thing is, is that when I started from scratch and I was looking for mentors to help me like figure out my way, I thought I was looking for a business coach that was going to give me more business strategies. It's like my confidence was low that I was like, even though I've been doing this for a long time, I need more business strategies in order to do this new thing where <laughs> what I realized was I didn't need that. It's not that I need that at all. It's that I need to work on myself. I need to work on my confidence and internally what was happening inside in order for me to step up into that next growth level. Because when you identify with something for so long, it's hard to see yourself in I guess, a different light or just a different path. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how you took that first step into those other like healing and mindset modalities. I know it's such an important part of your story. And I think this is so important for even just non-business owners, right? Like when we start feeling maybe not fulfilled as a mom or not fulfilled in our career or anything else, we start looking for what is the right time management strategy? What is the best way to, you know, prep all the meals for my family? Or how do I clean my house better? All organization, all of these things, when really those things can bring you some success and they can give you an outline, but you probably just need a little more confidence, a little more like self-organization, a little bit more digging deep on what is going to bring you happiness and fulfillment. So how did you first start that? Yeah, this is such a good question because I always forget about what I had to go through when I went through my divorce a long time ago. So this is, I believe I got divorced in, in 2009. So I remember it was, I was with him for 14 years. We were married for five and I was thinking, this is the hardest decision I have to make because I'm just so used to him. It's comfortable, it's safe. And you're right, like I don't know what's out there. I just know that this is not, right. I don't feel fulfilled here. But there's so many factors. I didn't want to hurt him. I didn't know if it was the right decision. You start to question yourself. So I started to dig into books at even at that time. And I had read, I remember two books that like, I will never forget. One is Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. And the second one is The Secrets from Deepak Chopra. And what that had taught me back then was really just being mindful of being aware of your thoughts and the feelings inside and not thinking about all the other things, past, present, future, like just getting more present because I had to get there to really trust that I could move forward and leave that like 14 year life behind. And so it's funny because I kind of like dipped my toe into like the mindset and spiritual world of doing the inner work back then. But then I stopped. I actually stopped I stopped there because I actually moved on and I was like, okay, I'm good. I moved on from that relationship. And then I moved on to, you know, a life of what I felt freedom because now I feel totally fulfilled in that aspect of my life when it comes to relationships. And it's like the best decision I ever made. And then when it came time to really start learning about myself again in the career world where I felt lost again and wasn't sure I was making the right decision of leaving what I 
have always known finance and real estate and going into the unknown of starting something completely new, I started diving into the inner work again. And so I did even realize, because when I said that I hired my first coach, I went to her because I thought I just needed business strategy. So I'm like, you're a business coach, right? Like we're going to do business. And she's like, uh, yeah, okay, kind of. So I didn't even know that we were going to get into like some really deep inner work where we were going to do a lot of modalities like meditating and breath work and really tapping into like inner child work and your subconscious work. I did it like so long ago and then forgot about it. And then it just came back, right? It came back into my life. It was like, this is what you need without really me being conscious that I needed it, but it kind of found me again. And so once we started working on myself and getting down to the root of maybe what was holding me back from moving forward into that next growth level is like where it all changed for me, where I was like, oh, like, I need to work on so many other things. Otherwise, I won't reach the goals that I want to reach or I can't find out what I want to really do because I'm so stuck in the stuck in the story of telling myself that I was unclear and I didn't know what to do. Like, I think that if you who are listening, who can resonate with this, I did this a lot where I said, I don't have clarity. I have no idea what I want. Everybody else seems to know what they're doing and I don't know what I'm doing. And, but when you keep repeating that and saying it, guess what? It just keeps happening. Right. And so I just really had to be mindful of my thoughts and mindful of getting down to the root of what I really wanted, but I didn't know how to find it until I started getting quiet with my thoughts and trusting the process, I guess. Yeah. And I think it's a never ending process, right? Like you constantly come back to those modalities. But one of the things that I've learned so much from you is you now kind of have this like book of or like toolbox that you can get to go in and say like, okay, I know that I'm feeling this way, I'm going to pull this tool out of my toolbox and be able to execute that. Now, when you left real estate, and you moved to the United States, there was a lot of like identity shifting, like you kind of touched on. You became a beginner into new things. You tried out a couple different ways to bring in money and fulfillment. And some of those related back to real estate. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that journey. And then also how the US made it a little difficult for you to feel strong as like a strong independent woman coming into the US with your family and like wanting to be really your own alongside your family. Yeah, I mean... It's so funny because even though I'm born and raised in Canada and I, my family relatives, they're all from, you know, California. And so I was used to just going back and forth all the time. So to me, it was like the same country. Basically, it didn't feel any different until you actually move and work in a different country and it's completely different. So me coming in as a spousal visa dependent means that I technically can't work. Like I can't go and get a job and become an employee. Basically, I could start my own business, like an LLC, but I didn't have a social security number. So that was hard because when you don't have a social security number, you can't get a credit card, you can't have a bank account in your own name. So I was literally, not just financially, dependent on my husband in the sense that I didn't have an identity now with I couldn't have my own credit cards with my name on it or my bank. Like, and I'm used to that. I always had my own bank account and credit card. And so not to have that, even though my husband would always say to me, cause I would tell him like how frustrated that would be 
frustrating that would be for me. He would say, well, it's not like I make you ask me for to use the card or to ask me for money. You, It's like free rate. It's our money. It's our money. But I'm like, it doesn't feel like that to me. Like, I don't like not having it in my name. And so that was also a big part of what depleted my confidence. Because now not only did I not, I lost my identity to what I attached to with my career, but now I literally didn't have an identity on anything that I could own. And so there was that piece on top of being a beginner. And so I really had to navigate that. And that is a lot of inner work that I had to do on myself because when you don't have the confidence in yourself and you start believing all the stories of like, you're not enough and and all these things, it will eat you up unless you do that inner work to get the confidence in yourself, to believe in yourself and be mindful of your thoughts and and all those things. Well, I just love that so much. And I think that, you know, there's a portion of the women in our community that are, you know, maybe not bringing in money right now, or they are relying on their spouse and they have an agreement, you know, where they separate things and it could be coming from such a loving place, but you start to tell yourself like, oh, well, I'm not contributing in this way and I'm not, I'm not doing this. And I think it's so important to kind of just resonate with that and see what that means for you. And it makes it even harder when you literally can't do it in the United States. But also, even if some of the women technically have an identity in the United States, and they can go out and they can get a job, that might not be the season that they're in, they might not be able to take action in that way, because they're supporting their family in a different way or staying home with the kids. So I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about some of the specific things you did to reevaluate your value and your worth in that season. And then some of the opportunities that you found that you could take action on when you were in that. Yeah. So I knew that when we had first come here, I was going to be a stay at home mom because we didn't know anybody here. So we didn't have childcare. We didn't do all the things. So I knew that I was going to come and take the role of stay at home mom for a bit until I figured out my way. It was like three months in before I was like, no, I can't do this. And I'm not saying that stay at home moms, like it's not a job in itself and that that wasn't, if it's for you, great. But for me, I just knew that I didn't want to do that. And so three months in, I was like, well, I do still have to be at home with my children. So what can I do at home where I can do something online and still be at home with the children so that I could like, give myself a sense of, I guess, purpose of doing something outside of my family life. And so I started in network marketing because I was like, well, I could sell, it was like a wine company, One Hope Wine. I was like, I could do wine and I could do beauty products. Like, this is great. These are two things that I love to do. I will do these from home. And at first I did, I loved it because it was something new for me. I was building a team and I think it really gave me the confidence and relearning what it's like to build a team and work with women, I guess, to encourage them. And and it gave me, it kind of gave me a little bit more confidence in leading a team and helping them and also sharing the skills that I had from before in entrepreneurship in this network marketing life. And so the thing is, is like, and that's why my podcast is called Pivot to Passion is because I really just had to keep trying new things because I wasn't sure of what I wanted. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep trying. And if I don't like it, then I can always move on. See, I wasn't never in that camp of, oh, if I do this, then I'm stuck to this and I have to keep doing it. I don't think like that. I'm like, no, I'll try. And if I don't like it, I'm just going to move on. So I think that going into anything that if you're not sure of what you want to do, I think that, you know, failure is You could define failure in your own mind, but failure is not quitting for me. Failure is like, I tried it, I didn't like it, and then I can move on. Sorry, that's not what failure is to me. So I think just to keep trying things and see where it takes you. 
So with network marketing, I really enjoyed it. And I think it like led me to other things because once I learned network marketing, I really had to study how to market myself on social media. And so I made it a point to like really learn everything I could about Instagram. I was like, I'm going to learn this like the back of my hand on how to use this thing effectively, efficiently, all the things. And so, so good that I really started to enjoy learning that and teaching that to everybody on my teams. And so they would actually be the ones that would ask me to lead everybody's team in leading them into teaching them social media. So I would have slides and I do presentations and I was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. So then I went into having a course for Instagram and like one thing led to another and then I was just trying different things. And then something was pulling me back and this is interesting. Something was pulling me back to my old life of what I felt comfortable and good at, which was real estate. And so even though I knew I wasn't fulfilled in it, I knew that business like the back of my hand. So I was like, why don't I just combine teaching real estate professionals about Instagram and social media? Because one, I know the business and two, now I know Instagram. So I'm going to combine it. It's going to be amazing. So I started an Instagram agency for real estate professionals. Now that picked up pretty fast. I knew it was going to be easy for me because I knew both businesses. And this is when we were together in the mastermind. Somewhere in between, I was like, something is draining me, like sucking the life out of me. And it was the agency. And I realized like, even though it was bringing me revenue again, like this is what I thought I needed. And I thought that was weighing me down that I was depending on my husband. I wasn't contributing. So finally, I now have money again. I'm contributing and yet I'm still not happy again. So I'm like, what is wrong with me? It was... (laughs) And it's not about the money. And I think I've just been so conditioned about chasing the money and that money will bring me success. And yes, we all need money and I still want money. But I think that I had to chase something far beyond money for me to feel fulfilled. And at the same time that I was doing the agency, I had created this community for women entrepreneurs to connect on a deeper level, to brunch and to workshop and help them out. And that wasn't generating me revenue at the time. I just knew it was a passion project. But it's when I realized I needed to let go of what was draining me, what wasn't aligned, even though it was bringing me money and follow my heart and purpose, even though the money wasn't there. And that knowing that the money would just come if I just follow my purpose. And so last summer, I dropped the agency and now I'm 100% working on the community, which is my purpose and my passion and where I feel fueled when I work. And so that's what I do now without doing anything else for right now. Yeah. And so when did you move to the United States? How long have you been here? Four and a half years, September 2018. So really in that four and a half year span, you found a new identity and stepped into network marketing, which I am such an advocate for network marketing because I think it's such a bridge to wherever you want to go. You can meet people really quickly. You have low startup costs. You learn so much about business. I've never taken network marketing very seriously, but I have like randomly signed up for various things, usually for the discount. But anyone that I know so many people that have great big businesses now that started there. And I think that while some of those companies do kind of prey on moms and give them the opportunity to get started, I think if you're a mom and you're listening and you're like, yeah, somebody's been DMing me about this, like feel out that person's intention. But it's a great way for you to get really clear on like what you enjoy, meet a couple more people, learn new like modalities for healing and mindset, learn new business strategies. And for you to be able to have already had, I believe it was a seven figure real estate business previously, 
to then transition into network marketing from that to then go and say, hey, how can I combine the two of these and then decide that that isn't where you wanted to stay. But each of those seasons and each of those decisions brought you something that you get to carry with you, like put in your pocket, carry with you into the next season in the future and get more and more clear on who you want to be and what you want to create. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the Business Bosses Who Brunch and what that's created. But that came from you creating something that you needed, that you saw a need for. And you're like, man, I just wish that there was something like this here that I could tap into. And then you were able to create that not only for yourself, for others, and then identify that's really where your purpose and your passion was. And you talked about how money's not everything. And I think that's so important. Like we have to pay bills, but there are also so much emphasis on how much money is this bringing in? Am I bringing enough money? And we create more money when we're more aligned in what we're doing. And I know that's been true for you and so many other people. And I don't think that until you're exposed to different ways of doing business, making money, you don't really understand that. Like you can say like, oh, when you're aligned, you bring in money or, oh, you'll find your thing. And people are like, what are you talking about? I don't even know how to like pay my water bill this month. So I would love for you to take us into just kind of taking it back and just saying like, if that woman is sitting there prior to the network marketing, maybe you felt these ways where you're just feeling like really defeated. Like what is one step they can take to find a opportunity for them to bring in money or fulfillment? What is one thing that they would do? I know you named a couple books. Maybe it's a, maybe it's just meditating. I know that's been so huge for your growth. Like what is one step that someone's listening to this and is like, this all sounds great, but like you've lost me. I have no idea where to start. Where would that person start? And then I'd love for you to talk about really what creating Business Bosses Who Brunch has done for you as a person and the impact you've seen on the other women as well. Yeah. And I mean, well, if you're already listening to this podcast, I mean, that's one of the first steps I took was to start listening to podcasts. I mean, I didn't listen to podcasts in when I had my other business in real estate and finance. I actually never listened to them. But then when I wanted to get into something new, of course, I'm going to be like, I'm going to listen to all these podcasts on women entrepreneurs and, and things like that. And so that's one. So if you're already listening, you're on the right track. But start listening to more podcasts, learning to see what other people are doing. Yeah, the network marketing piece. I mean, one thing I want to say about that is that I know that a lot of women who might think, oh, that's not for me because I'm not confident and I can't show up and I, I could never like put myself out there to like sell is something where if you think that I could just do network marketing because I had a business before, the two were completely unrelated in the sense that network marketing required a totally different skill that I didn't have at the time, which was the whole mindset piece. because. Network marketing is where you have to actually get out there and sell. Like it's direct sales. You're going to have to put yourself out there and ask people to buy what you have and, and, and give value that way. And I know that a lot of women would say, well, I don't feel confident doing that. And, and that is goes far beyond something that's like, business skill related. It has everything to do with how you view yourself and if you feel worthy enough to go out there and, and do that. And so it takes a lot of like personal development work to work on yourself, to feel that confidence to actually go out there and start selling. Because I was afraid of rejection too. Like I didn't want to put myself out there and get no after no after no. But what it actually taught me was a new skill. It taught me to go after the no because you get a lot of no's. So I'm just going to give that to you. But it taught me, I, I did a challenge in my team at the time, and it was called the go for no. 
And it was where you had to get the most no's in order to win this contest. And I'm very competitive. So I was like, I'm going to win this. And when you go in with the mindset of, I'm going to go for no. Now, when I reach out to somebody, I'm actually trying to get that no instead of being afraid of it. And so I would just reach out to everybody because now I'm like, I don't care if they say no, because that means I win. But what happened was in that challenge, what I had learned was that I got a lot of no's because I won the challenge. But I also got a lot of sales. I got a lot of sales from that challenge. And so that just taught me that you need to go through that rejection in order to to grow, to learn. And so I did learn so much from that that I didn't even know from before. So I would just say that if you are being called, somebody's asking you to try this and maybe you have like a little intuition, like a little ping that you might want to try it, but you don't think you can do it. I would just, welcome you to like, just try because you can't lose without like trying something. I did that with podcasting too. I was like, "Mm, maybe I should do this, but I was scared to do it at first. This is something that you could do at home too. Like think of all the things that people ask you. People sometimes think like, oh, I don't have anything to share. I don't have an, I don't know, a job or I don't have experience to give any value, but really we all do. And so I like to ask women, what are like, some of the things that your friends and your family come to ask you for? Is it recipes? Is it like tips on where to travel? Like you always have that friend, like I'm going to ask her for where the best restaurants are. I'm going to ask her for where the best places to go traveling with kids, right? And so what do your friends and family come to you for? And maybe explore that. And podcasting is something that you could do from your own home too. And I always told myself the story, my grammar sucks. I'm not really good at speaking. So I would never be a podcaster. And it wasn't until I got quiet with my thoughts. And we talked about this with meditating is when you can truly figure out what's aligned for you. And so you're not going to know that, you know, everybody knows inside, you just have to dig deep and, and find it. And I know that you were saying, Kelsey, people are like, well, I don't know what that feels like to be aligned. Like, I have no idea what that is. And it's true. I was there too. I was like, what do you mean? Like, how do you find that? I don't know what that is. Like, if you could just give me the how and give me the blueprint, then I'll find it, right? But it really is true. It is within all of you and you can find it. And one of the ways is to get quiet with your thoughts. There's many different ways. I like to meditate. I was just talking to another girl who says she just does it on her walks. And so getting quiet and being intentional with asking yourself what it is you want and it will start to come to you. And then you can go from there taking baby steps. And I love that you brought up go for no, because I think that's so applicable to anything in life, right? If you're thinking that you want to change your career or change a job, like apply for as many jobs as you can and people aren't going to hire you say no, but you'll probably learn better ways to write a cover letter. You'll learn better ways to position your resume. It's great practice to interview, even if it's not the right job for you. Maybe you're looking for better ways to spend time with your family and you try out a bunch of different things. You're like, oh, that one wasn't for us. We're going to try something different. We actually really don't like going to the movies or we actually really don't like going on hikes or whatever it is, but you're going till you find out what it is that you did like, and you're removing the things that you don't in the process. So whether it's direct marketing and sales, figuring out family activities, figuring out different dinner recipes, whatever it is, it's going for no till you figure out what fits with your family and then getting quiet with yourself to figure out if you like it too, because that was definitely a part of my journey was noticing that I was just kind of fitting things into my life and I wasn't actually 
taking time to be like, do I even like this? Do I want to do this? So taking that time to really get quiet and yeah, meditation is still hard for me was actually super foreign to me when I probably needed it most. And for me, it was maybe sitting in the car a little bit longer and just having a longer time in the car, or it was listening to music on a walk or having a quiet walk. So I definitely understand like how important that is now. And I think, especially if you have any age of children, really, but you're in charge of so much of their happiness, fulfillment, it feels you are, you're not actually, but it feels that you're so in charge of how everyone's doing in your home, that you become last. So take some time to be silent and really focus on that. And I know for me, connecting with other women has been a huge part of that being able to find other women to have vulnerable conversations with whether it's about life or business, or anything that I have going on. And people that you feel like you can just truly be yourself with. And whether it's network marketing, your job, whatever it is, being really trying things on for size. And you've built a community that gives so many people the opportunity to show up super authentically as themselves, also have mentorship and guidance for that next season of their life. And a lot of it was what you were looking for. So I'd love for you to talk about what is Business Bosses Who Brunch? How did you decide to create this? It is a we're going to talk about the non-local portion that you can you can tap into, but the core community is local to Denver. But I want you to talk a little bit about how you decided to create it, some of the things that you've seen come out of this community for you and for others. And you and I both know how important it is to get in the room and find your people. But how do you explain that to someone that's like, no, I just like don't like other women or moms? Like, how do you talk to them? Yeah, because I get that because it's scary. And I was there too. So I had grown up in the city, Calgary, for all my life. I was born and raised there. And so you get, I get it. You guys get comfortable with the set of friends that you have and you don't really want, especially as adults, you don't really want to put yourself out there and go meet other women because you're just, it's, it's intimidating sometimes and it's hard. And, and so you kind of stay in your own bubble. But when I moved to the States, I literally didn't know anybody here. So I was like, I'm going to go, I have to go meet people. And so at the time, I didn't actually find a community that I really clicked with. And and that's the thing, you're going to have to go and try because you're not going to click with every community that you join. And so it's up to you to find that community of finding the like-minded women that you do resonate with. And so don't get discouraged if you go to the first one and you're like, oh God, those aren't my people. I don't like, see, I don't like networking, so I'm not going to do it, right? I could have easily done that, but I was like, well, no, I still don't have friends, so <laughs> I need to go out and find some. And so whether you have friends or not, like just go out there and try to find. So what happened was I ended up going to other communities outside of Denver, and that's where I found the powerhouse community where I had met you, Kelsey, and I had to really just really explore and figure out to find my people. And once I got the support and the mentorship and made friends from these other communities, I knew how much it built up my confidence and how much it helped me in supporting my growth. So I knew that even though I didn't find it here in Denver, I had to create that so that I could give that to the women here in in this community. So as scared as I was and me not knowing anybody, because anybody could say like, I'm going to start a community, but I have no friends. Like, of course I thought, who's going to come? Who is going to come to this? I don't know, but I'm just going to put it out there. So I started with a little brunch and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to think too far ahead. I'm just going to start with brunch. Whoever wants to come, we're just going to get this little section in the restaurant and we're going to 
have brunch. And it ended up selling out in like three days because I had limited, I was like, okay, I think I could do like 10 to 20 people. And that just showed me that the need for connection was there and that women just want to connect with other women in person too. That was the other thing because we were just coming out of the pandemic. People were like over Zoom. So I think the timing was right too in the sense of in-person connection. And so then from there, I was like, well, we can't just brunch all the time. I want it to have purpose and meaning and intention. So we were doing workshops where we would host a workshop where we would have personal development or business strategies, whatever it would do to help support these women. And so it's kind of just grown from there. And really, I think it's just building that network. And the more now you surround yourself around people, like-minded women that dream big as well. It helps your growth and you just keep moving up because you're surrounded around these people that want the same thing instead of, and I know the difference from being in Calgary and staying around the same friends all the time, which is great. Like you always like love your friends, but if they're not entrepreneurs and they're not doing the same thing as you, they don't understand and can't support you the way that another entrepreneur would. So then my growth level was linear, like there was no growth. It was linear there right? As opposed to now I see the difference of like, wow, like now I just keep growing, 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 growing into and but also feel like having that fear, every growth level that you have, you're always going to have the, the fear of stepping out of your comfort zone. But having the right support group is what you need in order to, for you to move past fear at each level. Yeah. And I think it's so important to find your friends in each like category of your life to be able to be like, okay, these are my business or career friends. These are my mom friends. These are, and sometimes they overlap and sometimes they don't and that's okay. And your older friends that maybe come from a different chapter of your life and you grow alongside some of them and some of them you don't grow with, but you tap back into them for maybe that other conversation that you need to have. So having the, these group of women, when was the first event that you ever had the, that first brunch that you're talking about? Yeah. So the very first brunch was last year, January of 2022. Okay. So it's been exactly one year, basically. Exactly one year. Yeah. And how many women are in your community now that tap into your events and different things? Well, so it's hard to even say because we do have non-members and members who come. And so I would say based on the email list, there's about 500 women on the email list. The social media has grown to, I don't know where we're at now, like 1600. And really it just keeps growing each time we have an event. It just picks up, you know, word of mouth. You got to join this community. There's people, but at every time we have an event, I start to learn from different women saying that they've been watching for a while or following along and they are too, they're still afraid to come. So I want anybody out there who's listening, if you're intimidated or scared to go to a networking event because you don't want to be the one left in the corner without anyone to talk to. Like that is a normal feeling that a lot of women go through. So I want you to know that you're not alone, that a lot of people feel that way. But when you step into your, out of your comfort zone and go meet these women, you would be surprised at how much women just want to support one another. They really do. It's not like, and I know we're conditioned to believe that women are catty and that we need to claw our way to the top. And I don't know what your childhood was like, but it's like, you know, growing up, it was clicky in school. And are you with the popular group or the non-popular group? And that is why I'm trying to change the narrative with our community that it doesn't have to be like that. Everybody there is genuinely there to support one another, especially as an adult. Now, I think we're all grown adults to know that 
that doesn't serve us anymore those days. Like we were children back then. And now it's about supporting one another, especially women who dream big and, and want more for themselves. They're not going to, to go to these things just to leave somebody out. So to like really put yourself out there, be intentional and and go and meet other women because it will change your life. Yeah. And what I was thinking about was the panel podcast that we recorded on your podcast. So anyone that's like trying to be like, okay, well, what are you actually talking about? On the Pivot to Passion podcast, there's a panel of all of us from the mastermind that we recorded talking about our relationship and connection and what it's done for us. So definitely go check that out and go listen to that episode. But also, I think it's just so important to think about like, if you hadn't created this community, then you wouldn't have been able to have this impact that goes to all of these different people, right? And you don't have to create a community. That doesn't have to be what you do. But it's not like you saw this. It's not like you were like, you know what, when I turn this many years old, I'm going to create this community. And this is how it's going to go. And this is how it's going to play out. And so I just think it's so important for take each of those little baby steps that we talked about of all the little different things that you've done to be able to like, go into that pool that you're talking about. And being at your last event, your gala, you've brought together, I mean, what, how many people were there? at that event? That was 50. 50 at the dinner, right? And then, and from there, you've been able to connect with some pretty large, impactful speakers for your event, events that have now become really close friends of yours. And it all comes back to the intentionality of you wanting to grow, you wanting to be there. And as what I was going to say earlier that I'm remembering now, mom brain, is that our time is so limited as women, adults, mothers. So when you're choosing to step into these different rooms and whatnot, you want to make sure it's a good fit and that it's lighting you up, but you won't know if you don't try. You'll never know if those people are going to make your life better if you don't step into that room and try it out. And I know just being at your last event, how many women were talking about traumas that they had that they were overcoming and finding the right connection for people that aren't dealing with as deep of things, but are just like, I just want a friend. I want to be able to talk to someone. I want to do these things. And If you have an idea to bring some people together over a brunch or lunch, or you're just looking for that impact, I guarantee you where you live, there is someone for you to connect with. And if there's not, there's plenty of virtual options as well. So being able to tap into that. The other thing that I've known for my journey and that I look up to you so much for is that you have taken all these learnings and these experiences and poured it back into your kids. And you've given them so much education on how to navigate the things that they're going through, how to show up as their biggest, strongest selves, how to really believe in themselves from a young age and how to have such great conversations. I've been able to stay at your house twice now and been able to watch this just from the sidelines, but then also just see how you show up as a mom and a leader in your home. And I would love for you to talk about some of the ways that you do that and how you really, I feel like you are a parent, you're leading your children, but you're also there with them, right? You're like, hey, mommy is feeling this way today. And this is what mommy does when she feels this way. Or, hey, you know, I feel that way sometimes too. And you're not like, oh, let me just teach you everything. You're like, hey, I'm here with you. But also you're leading them and teaching them and giving them the resources to navigate life. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that because every time I see it, I'm just like blown away and like taking notes vigorously. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it was like also a need that that I didn't have in myself growing up. Not that my parents didn't love me. I had two parents that I grew up with that on the outside looking in, like it was great, but they, they didn't know at the time too. So they didn't know how to 
I guess, teach me certain skills in terms of facing my fears or, you know, so I internalized a lot of things. And so with my children now, I've just learned from what I learned late in life. And like, if I could teach what I'm learning later in life to them as young children, then by the time they're my age, they're going to be like Oprah. I mean, it's like, the amount of things that they're learning that I never knew at the time is is crazy. And I can't take all the credit. They are learning a lot of things from school. Like they're teaching a lot about mindfulness in school now that we never got taught when we were children. And so even like Lauren came home the other day and she's like, we're learning about the power of yet, which is when you do something or you say like, I'm not a good writer. I'm not good at spelling. You say yet at the end. And so now she uses that all the time. And so she teaches me, even though we know that, but like to actually like just go over these simple, basic like tools to go through life and just catch your mind when you're saying things to yourself is so little, but like so much. And so, yeah. And so she's taught me things and I, I try to teach them what I've been learning along the way. And yeah, they, they're like, my biggest teachers also, like I've just see through them all the things that little minds, they're so intuitive and, and they know so much and they pick up everything. Right. And, and if you can just see them and acknowledge them and, and grow with them, like it, it does so much for them. Cause I don't know about you, but like in my generation, I think they didn't really pay attention to us as much. I feel like we're like in this generation, we're kind of like, there's a balance though, because I do feel like we're a little bit helicopter parentish right now, where I actually do know I'm trying not to be such a helicopter parent, where I am trying not to control, but there's so much that I'm like, I'm so in their lives and I know everything that's going on. I just want to try to control everything. But really at the same time, not, it's so different from like not caring at all or not paying attention at all. So somewhere in the middle, you know, there's like a happy medium. And so, yeah. And just going through all their emotions and letting them feel the feelings instead of just being mindful of what we were taught, like, just don't cry or stop crying. Right now, it's like, go, if you want to cry, let it out. Like, go to your room, go smash some pillows, go let it out. But we were not taught that at the time. And so I'm learning a lot through my parenting because I have to do it a completely different way than my parents did it with me. Yeah. And I think it comes back to, I know for me, like I so much of my childhood, I don't necessarily think was bad, right? I think my parents did their best with the tools that they have, but we evolve as humans and our parents were reparenting themselves as they were parenting us as we are. And I'm sure our kids will look back and be like, man, I can't believe my parents did that. And we're going to be like, well, we tried our best. We tried hard. And so you're not going to be perfect. And I think I've just accepted that. Like, I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm going to keep trying my hardest and I'm going to look for things to learn and ways to, you know, be a better parent. And being a fairly new parent myself, I love learning from other women like you in these communities and doing things. And some of the things that I've absolutely loved that I've seen you teach with your kids are like I am statements and affirmations and also talking about overcoming fears and being brave. I'd love for you to either expand on those or something that you feel like has been really pivotal in the last year for your kids that anyone listening could, you know, adapt and put into their home. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to affirmations, pay close attention to what your children say, because sometimes you'll see when, when they're feeling something. So let's say I get upset and I get mad at them about something. My daughter will be very vocal and saying like, so I'm not a good kid. Or you made me feel like I feel dumb for doing that. Or, you know, they take it on as 
they think it's their fault, which a lot of us did. And that's how we do. Like we put a meaning towards something when something happens, we think it's our fault or we put it on all on us. And that's where things start to mess up your brain as you get older in thinking that all the things about confidence and self-doubt is because all the conditioning that we did back then. And so I'm very mindful of when she says things like, I feel sad or I'm stupid for doing that. I'm sorry. I'm like, no, it wasn't your fault. Or I'm always trying to make her realize that it's not letting them blame themselves, I suppose, like that there's something to learn and everything. And so the affirmations come from reminding her of who she is and and all the strengths and the positive things that she has about herself instead of focusing on the things that we tell ourselves in, internally, right? Because when you keep saying that to yourselves and putting that into your subconscious, then they stick. Would it maybe be like, I'm thinking about like with my kids, it's like, oh, when they don't listen, it's not like, oh, you're a bad kid. It's like, oh, you maybe didn't make the best decision and let's talk about that, but you're still strong. You're still smart, all of those things. But it doesn't mean that you didn't do something wrong per se, but you're not wrong. You're not a bad kid. Yes, exactly. Whatever you're trying to teach them to make sure that they know that they're not a there's no good girl, bad girl anymore, right? Because like just kind of telling them what they did right instead of just saying you're a good girl because that's such a broad term. You're a good girl. Like, you know, what did you were kind, you were compassionate, you like actually being specific about what it is that was good that they did, right? And maybe what they did was bad was identifying what was the piece that was bad was like, you threw this at somebody or like that hurt that person, but it wasn't you. You're not a bad person. But when you did this, this was the consequence of that you hurt someone and also how it maybe affected you as well. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then the other thing that I absolutely loved is when I was visiting, Jason took the kids to overcome their fears and be brave. I'd love for you to close us out kind of with that and just what type of conversations do you have to talk about like growing and evolving and being brave and overcoming fears without putting importance on always doing something more, right? Because sometimes it's okay for our kids to just not want to do things and be like fearful and scared of something and we don't have to push them. But sometimes we do have to push them and we push them out of their comfort zone to be brave. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that and how those conversations happen in your home. Yeah. So this is a great example because the actual event that you're talking about is we have this, it's like an outdoor park here in Denver and they call the kids call them the coconuts. They look like big coconuts that you have to climb these ladders and you have to go through all these like tunnels and, and ladders to go up to the coconuts. And then you like slide down. So they, the first time Lauren went in, she was really young at the time. I think she was like three or four and she had hurt her back because we're not allowed to go in there with her. And she hurt her back in one of them like really bad. And so it scared her to the point when she came out, she said, I hate the coconuts. I'm too scared to go in there. I don't ever want to do it again. And so I was like, okay, fair enough. But I don't want her to always be scared just because she tried something and it didn't work out if she really wanted to try again. So here's where I was like, okay, you don't have to do that again if you don't want to. But it doesn't mean that if you were to try that again, that the same thing would happen. You might really enjoy it the next time because it's fun in there, right? And so I gave her that choice. And so each time, you know, she had the option to go in there, she would make a decision that she didn't want to go, which was fine. But then when her brother was old enough to start going, 
he went in. And so it was like a couple of years, she tried it again. And she was so proud of herself because we weren't telling her, you need to go try that again and like face your fears. It was the choice is yours. You can try again and see if you like it or you don't have to, right? But she saw her brother do it and then they went in and that's why when they were so proud that they faced their fears because for so many years, Lauren was afraid of those coconuts. And when she did it again, it just showed her herself that when she tried something that she was afraid of and it wasn't as scary again, that gave her confidence to be like, oh, I can do things that are scary and face my fears. And so I just try to give them options and not try to control the situation by telling them that they can get back up again. So that's what I always try to do, even if they get hurt with doing something. It's like, you can keep trying. We're not just going to quit and move on and then never try again. But also giving them time and the space to make the own decision for them that they want to try it again. Well, Christine, thank you so much for being here with us. You are always such a wealth of knowledge. I love hearing your story, how you overcome things. I learn from you every time. And I'm super excited that you have a little container that you've put together for people to learn from each other, be led by you. You're bringing in experts and mentors that you have. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what you're putting together and how people could tap into it and who it's for. Yeah. Okay. So I'm so excited about this container. It's an eight month program. We're only taking 10 women and it's like a mastermind, like how we met in a mastermind, because I've benefited so much from being in masterminds, just being around like-minded women in a close container where you actually learn and grow with them. But in a different sense where instead of focusing on a lot of business strategies and things like that, which is definitely needed, I'm creating this all around the inner work because it was something that I didn't know I needed so much of when transitioning into a different career. And so this is focusing a lot on doing the inner work that we talked about, like tapping into your subconscious. Why do we think the way that we think? What's driving our behaviors and our patterns? Because a lot of times we will create and repeat the same patterns over and over without really knowing why until we get down to the root. And so we have two retreats where we're going to be doing a lot of modalities to tap into the subconscious, really break you open like meditation or breath work or cold plunges. But then the calls are going to be led by professionals in psychology or therapists or life coaches, because it's it's really when you get to know your own psyche is when you can really break through and break through all your limiting beliefs and, and all the things that you don't even know are holding you back. And so we are starting that sometime in March. And if you're interested, I'm sure Kelsey will have the inner circle information in the show notes, but I'd love to chat more about that because it's something that I had to really get quiet on in thinking of what I really wanted to offer because we're so quick. And, and maybe for all of you guys listening, just when you're thinking of like your offers or what you even want to do, instead of just looking at what other people are doing and saying, I'm going to do that because they're doing it. When you're trying to find something that's aligned, it's like, again, that piece of getting quiet with your thoughts. So I actually had to get quiet with my thoughts for like six whole months and keep asking with intention, like, what is it that I want to bring out and birth into the world? And that's what came through. And it took a lot of quiet thoughts to come up with that. Yeah. And so do you need to either be a business owner or interested in starting a business to be a part of this inner circle? Or because it's so much inner work, can it really just be anyone? Yeah, I mean, it could be anyone, but I think 
it is by application only because we're only taking 10. And I think we're really focusing on the woman who is in that transitionary period of whether it's from your corporate and you're kind of leading into something different or whether it's you've been a stay-at-home mom for a long time, but you know that you have all these dreams and visions and things that you want to do in the world, but you have no idea where to even start and what to do. It's like, in those that any transitionary period that you're in and you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to learn more about yourself, it's really for that person. Perfect. So other than what we put in the show notes, linking to that, if you could also just verbally tell everyone how to connect with you. I know that you'll love all the messages on Instagram, asking questions about the inner circle and how they can tap into more of you and your podcast. Tell everybody where to find you and maybe just like one thing that you're super excited about for a goal for yourself this year outside of the inner circle, because I know that's huge, but maybe something more like personal. Okay. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. That's where I like to live. It's at Christine K. Monroe. I'm also on Business Bosses Who Brunch, although we are changing the name in February. So depending on when this releases, there's going to be a new name for that. And also at www.businessbossesswhobrunch. I also have the Pivot to Passion podcast. And that's where you can find all those things. Now, as for something I'm excited about, my word for 2023 was intention. And one of my big intention for this year is to be more present with the kids. And so I was so busy building the community last year and all the other things. And I still am doing that this year. But I think being mindful and intentional about being present with the children is something that I'm really trying to focus on And so I've been purchasing lots of board games and new things. And so if you guys have any suggestions on what games are nice to play with an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, I'm taking all suggestions because I'm not one to like sit and play Barbies and like things like that. But I'm like, I can play cards. I can play board games. I can play those things. So yeah, I'm just picking up all those things. I love that. That's amazing. Well, Christine, thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait to re-listen to this myself and take a bunch of notes and definitely dive into the inner circle and all the things you have going. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you.